With the chaos reigning across the Middle East, the Iranian regime continued to vow to wipe Israel off the map, was emboldened, and gained influence across the region. While the storm gathered around our only reliable ally in the Middle East, the president of the free world took the side of the Muslims. They pretended to be outraged by Israel building some new houses in Jerusalem, its ancestral capital of 2,500 years. He failed to observe that no other country in human history, continuously attacked by its surrounding enemies, could survive if it operated its capital city and foreign policy according to the dictates of those same enemies. The fact that our president made the case that Israel, one of America's most important allies, should do so, represented the far side of appeasement. Immutable Law Number 10 Declining civilizations will always face superior firepower from ascending civilizations, because sovereignty is only temporarily uncontested. In the First Punic War, during the late 240s BC, the Carthaginians grew weary of the long war with Rome, and made the decision to decommission much of their fleet, and to release from their employ many of their mercenary sailors. This proved to be an extraordinarily ill-fated decision. They voluntarily ceded to Rome their mortal enemy, naval superiority and mastery of the seas. Although it be another one hundred years before the fall of Carthage, over the same period Rome continued to consolidate its naval superiority and mastery of the western Mediterranean. This would prove decisive in preventing Hannibal from being reprovisioned and resupplied with new weaponry, especially siege equipment. The Carthaginians' decision to cede military control of the seas made them a naval trading power vulnerable to Rome. It was a fatefully bad decision which set in motion the events which led to a huge military advantage for Rome and to the ultimate destruction of Carthage. By 2008, Barack Obama's election year, America had enjoyed air superiority since World War II, and it had been sixty years since a single American soldier had lost his life on the ground due to an attack from the air. During the George W. Bush presidency, the country had proven that it could build a missile defense system capable of mind-boggling technological precision, capable of hitting a speeding bullet with a bullet. Obama stated numerous times during his campaign that he would not weaponize space and that he would not deploy a costly, unproven missile defense system. Incomprehensibly, in 2009, President Obama canceled the F-22 Raptor jet fighter, an act which threatened Americans' air superiority. As the eminent military historian Mark Halperin apocalyptically put it, canceling the F-22, the most capable fighter plane ever produced, is yet another act in the tragedy of a nation that bankrupting itself is losing its will to prevail. In summary, this book is about us. This book is a survey of comparative history, which begins with the Battle of Marathon in 490 B.C. and covers the fall of the Greek polis, Carthage, Rome, the Christian Middle East, Byzantium, and the Ottoman Empires. It demonstrates how immutable laws govern the fall of great civilizations and how these can be seen to repeat over time and artwork now. Above all, it is a story which chronicles some of the decisions, deeds, and heroics of our ancestors, which contributed to our enormously successful culture. It draws attention to those decisions we must make and the actions we must take in order to remain a free people.